Welcome to 5-Minute Real Estate Investing. Each day, we'll share one specific tip for active real estate investors or passive LPs in 5 minutes or less. Here's your host, Sean O'Dowd, Managing Director of Scholastic Capital. Good morning, Sean here. Hope you are doing well. So today I want to talk about reserves and reserve funds for real estate investment properties. Now, yesterday I was at a real estate conference given by the University of Chicago's business school, Booth Business School. It's one of the best business schools in the world. If you ask them, they'll say number one. If you ask ask me, it'll say my alma mater. If you ask US News and World Report, they'll say it's tied for number one. So neither here nor there. But the most interesting thing about the conference was they had a lot of different speakers throughout the day, all in various different capacities in the real estate space, different asset classes, capital side, operator side, acquisition side, really running the gamut. But what was most interesting was the unanimous and consistent theme throughout the day about the importance of safety. Now, the big message that they were continually hammering home was, hey, from the years of, we'll call it 2012 to 2022, anyone and their mother who bought real estate would have made money. As a result of that, it's made people get almost irrationally arrogant and a little a little hubris in the space where they believe they could just keep buying things subconsciously, not intentionally, but subconsciously believe they'll just keep buying things and they'll do well. Now, the problem with that is it leads people to, without even realizing it, taking take on just a little bit too much risk. And their opinions consistently throughout the day, the people who are going to survive and do well in real estate investing over the next decade are going to be extremely conservative. One of the best ways to do that is to have a very healthy reserve fund that you keep aside as capital. Now, that reserve fund could be used for a lot of different things, obviously, throughout the, the purchase. It could be for a new roof. It could be just to, to float a vacancy. There's a lot of different things that you could do. Now, the main punchline from this, though, is if you are going to have a reserve fund, I would try to make it bigger than you think you need it to be. Now, on our side, for example, we are raising raising our fund right now. We're putting 15% of the amount of money we raise directly into the reserve fund. Now, that seems absurd because 15% is a lot. You could turn around and buy a lot of real estate with that 15%. But in our mind, in our opinion, it is substantially better to have 15% sitting there in case we need it and to never need it and then return to investors later on than to need it and not have it. So again, main takeaways from yesterday, really this idea of making sure you have adequate reserves and whatever you think is adequate, end up doubling it because those are going to be the operators who survive in real estate, whether you own one property or a hundred over the next decade. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. In the interim, if there's anything I can do to help you, please feel free to reach out. My area of expertise slash where I'm most able to help concentrates on residential real estate and strategy. I'm the managing director of Scholastic Capital, a real estate fund that buys single family homes in highly elite school districts and then rents those homes to tenants on three plus year leases. I began my career at Boston Consulting Group also known as BCG, and graduated with honors from the Wharton School. If there's anything I can do to help you, please feel free to reach out. And if not, I'll see you tomorrow.